The Small Queendom Podcast, episode 46. Hi, welcome to The Small Queendom Podcast. This is the host, Leah Graham. Here on the podcast, I jam on holistic personal development and lifestyle topics. My goal is to help you move the needle from surviving to thriving on all those little areas that make up your queendom. Today, it is just you and me. I realize it has been a little bit of a hot minute since we had a whole show together. I wanted to also say that um, Adam and I got to uh, get away to New York for a few days, and it was so fun to get in the city and get inspired. You know, I live in a small town in Virginia in the mountains, and I definitely enjoy my time in the city, but, you know, this little patch of heaven is a place I love to call home. I wanted to let you know that I, I did a, a personal, uh, a new personal thing for me. I only packed a very small backpack for my three-day trip, and I'm really proud of myself for that. Um, I hope to do some more trips where I can pack a little bit more minimally. It was super fun to just be able to walk onto the air, airplane. We get TSA pre-checked, so we didn't have to go to the check-in counter or anything. Walk on, walk off. It was great. Maybe a little bit more on that later. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to read uh, the latest review over on iTunes for the podcast. Um, I thank you so much if you have taken that 25 seconds to leave a review. And this one is by D. Balcom and says, I follow loads of podcasts and was so impressed with Leah's voice presence from the minute I started listening. Her content and presentation are worth the time. Thanks for putting together such a great podcast. Thank you so much for that review. Listen, I take all the feedback on board. If you have a favorite episode or topic that you enjoy hearing from me about, or if if there was something that really uh, meant a lot to you, I would love for you to leave that over on a review. If you are listening on an iPhone, you can just scroll in the podcast app below the latest episodes and right there you can put a review in. And listen, it's a shameless plug as an Enneagram 3 I love being able to see some way that I'm making an impact. So if you do enjoy the show, the two best ways to say thank you to me uh, is one, to just tell a friend about it and and help her listen to the show as well, and two, to leave me a review. So thank you so much. We are getting near the Small Queen of Podcast one-year anniversary of the show, and I'm, I'm astounded, and it's been such a fun time putting these episodes together and kind of going through this creative process with you each week. I also come bearing gifts today on the podcast. Um, If you are like me and you're over on Instagram and you're scrolling and you've admired photos of different influencers or bloggers and you've looked at their photos and thought, how do they get such a beautiful image? They kind of have a look. Well, the secret is out, and it's not really a secret. They are using an app called Lightroom, and they're using something called presets, which is kind of like filters uh, with a lot of extra horsepower. Basically, presets are a set of settings that with a click of a button give you that warm and airy or bright and wide or saturated and vintage, whatever that look may be. Um, So last year, I wanted to figure out this whole preset situation, and I did, and I decided to do um, some playing with it, and I have created some Small Queendom presets. If you are on the Small Queendom email list, uh, you got this last month. I sent around my tea with honey preset for free for you to play around with and have fun with, but I also wanted to be sure that I offered it to you, uh, my podcast listeners, so be sure to check the show notes 
For the link, you can download the preset. It comes with a little cheat sheet and a little how-to video to get it on your phone. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do use the preset with any of your photos, be sure to use the hashtag smallqueenofpresets so I can see and enjoy your beautiful photos. So today's episode is all about being proactive versus being reactive. And this is basically about how we respond to things that happen. Are we a proactive person? Are we a reactive person? I'm going to go into this more, but I just want to let you know, you know, we are all on some continuum of reactive, proactive. And I would say in a day, we could do either of the things 100 different times. And I think the goal is that we start to make a habit of moving towards proactivity. And I think it's a practice. Uh, But hopefully, again, this episode will give you a few nuggets to take with you as you start to kind of take inventory on are you in the proactive space or the reactive space. When things happen to us or a situation comes up and we need to respond, we use things like our self-awareness, our imagination, our conscience, or our independent will to respond. The idea of proactivity or reactivity is literally, it's not what happens to us, but it's how we respond. It's literally that definition. As an example, to kind of break it down, if we think about something like a physical environment, so like reactive people, imagine that it's a a rainy day, it's kind of gloomy, it's dark, Um, You know, it's the kind of day that you want to sit home and read a book and and curl up on the couch with a blanket and some coffee. So reactive people, they're going to respond to that physical environment. They're going to feel slow. They're going to feel more inward. They might feel distracted. uh, And they might even feel quite grumpy. But proactive people, instead of being so swayed by their physical environment, they are more driven in their actions by values. And they quite literally control their inner environment. So it doesn't matter what's going on around them. It's, it matters what's happening inside them. So for instance, um, if they value producing things of quality or being a light in the room wherever they go, it doesn't matter if it's literally storming and thundering outside. They aren't going to change how they perform or how they respond because it's all about that inner environment. So like I said, Adam and I went to New York and we had a lot of fun. We got there on a Friday morning and we left on Sunday evening. And on Friday, we had a lot of uh, activities planned of like walking around and seeing some things that were outside. Well, the weather took a turn and it was quite literally raining (laughs) cats and dogs when we were there. And it was a lot more chilly than we initially expected it to be. And when we first got there and we were trying to decide, okay, are we going to go with our original plans? To be honest, I felt very reactive. I, I was kind of a little sad, a little miffed that, you know, our plans weren't working out. And, oh, we didn't come all this way to just be stuck indoors and it's raining so much. Oh, not so fun. But then we, you know, just said, let's, let's, let's put our backpack down. Let's kind of regroup figure out a plan and move forward. And, you know, Adam did a great job at being proactive and said, you know, the whole reason we came on this trip was just to have a good time and see a couple things. We can always come back. This isn't the only time we're ever going to visit. So he had a much more proactive response to my knee-jerk reactive response of this like very significant rain. And by the way, uh, we had a great time. The rain didn't bother us. The next day was super sunny. We didn't let that rain get us down. Um, and I'm glad that 
we had a little bit of a proactive turn. Another example of proactivity versus reactivity. This will be so good, especially if you are an entrepreneur, if you have a business, if you are any kind of supervisor, manager role, or, or working on a team, or hey, if you are a mama home with your babes, this is going to be an important one. So when we're thinking about social situations or situations that involve other people, reactive people change based on the way others view them, treat them, or have responded to them. Proactive people, they while they absolutely do feel those things, if something, something bad about them or someone's having a a negative attitude, or maybe they've got some uh, critical feedback. Proactive people feel those things, but their responses don't hinge on the opinions of others. I think that is something that's really valuable because I know sometimes we just need to learn how to stay in our own lane and a little bit put blinders on. Now, I'm all about, you know, being a team player but sometimes I think we're too swayed on people-pleasing and we need to focus on what we actually can control and that's ourselves. Because of this, proactive people can sometimes be viewed by others as pushy or aggressive, insensitive, but that's not necessarily the case. Proactive people are just really good at reading reality and usually they're pretty savvy and smart and they know what it needs and that's why they are able to, you know, put aside the physical environment or the social situation and, you know, just stay the course. I'm sure so many of us have experienced times in our lives when we are waiting for something to happen or someone to kind of swoop in and take care of the of the of the problem. You know, I, <laughs> I think for a lot of times I'd look around, I'm like, oh, when is someone else going to just take care of this? Oh, wait, that's my job. <laughs> Anyone out there like that? Because I know I've felt that many times, especially being a parent and a business owner. It's like, oh, wait, the buck stops with me. Um, but having that kind of attitude, just waiting for someone else to take care of things, that's being very reactive. A proactive person really focuses on solutions to the problems. They are typically the solution to the problem. And they lead that way for change. So a reactive person is waiting for someone to do the thing. The proactive person is the one that takes care of it. Of course, actions are not the only way that we can be proactive or reactive. A big indicator is the language that we're using in everyday communication. And it's a really big clue. Um, We have to really watch out for reactive type of thinking. And I think you'll see that a lot of these things that you can say reactively also move into that kind of scarcity mindset. Proactive communication language moves more towards abundance and having enough and and always being able to take on the situation. Reactive words can sometimes come off as a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. So this next little list that I have of contrasting reactive versus proactive language is straight from um, Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he talks about being proactive if if you want to read more on this topic. So some differences in reactive versus proactive. So here is something that might come through your brain or come out of your mouth. Um, There's nothing I can do. That's a reactive person. A proactive person would say, let's look at our alternatives. Reactive, that's just the way I am. Proactive, I can choose a different approach. Reactive, he makes me so mad. Proactive, I can control my own feelings. Reactive, they won't allow that. Proactive, 
I can create an effective presentation, fill in the blank, reactive. I have to do that. Proactive. I get to do that. That's one of my favorite things. If you ever find yourself saying, well, I have to do this. I have to do that. What would happen if you moved that word have, scratch it out, and put in the word get? Instead of, oh, I've got to go to the grocery store. Oh, I've got to pay bills. How about it's, I get to go to the grocery store. I get to pay my bills. Couple more examples. I can't versus I choose. I must versus I prefer. Reactive. If only proactive. I will. Let me let you in on a little secret. One of my biggest pet peeves in my life is when people do not come through on the commitments and promises that they've made. If if you tell me that you're going to do something, that's what I expect. I'm taking you at your word. And it goes for me. Like if I tell someone I'm going to do something, like I'm going to work my tail off, even if it's a really convenient to pull through. Sometimes I'll even do it to my own detriment, um, you know, which that's a whole other issue. But commitments and promises and committing to something and then showing up to do it, that is so important to me. And so when I was learning about proactivity, guess what? Proactive people actually keep their commitments and promises to themselves and to others. Stephen Covey even said that this kind or this level of integrity is actually the clearest manifestation of proactivity. This kind of integrity of keeping your commitments, keeping your promises, um, it really gives us strength and courage and self-control to accept responsibility. I mean, I can think about, if I look at it on the contrast, you know, times I've experienced really relying on someone because they said they were going to do something and then the last minute something else more convenient came up or um, they had a last minute circumstance changed and oh they dropped the ball quite literally well they were being reactive to that other situation instead of being proactive in what they committed to do so I love that example especially another way to look at this is understanding where we focus our time energy and thoughts can also help us move into that proactivity, okay? So Stephen has this great example of two circles. One of them is called the circle of concern and another one is circle of influence. So I want you to imagine drawing a big circle and in this circle, all of the things that concern you, your health, your family, your children, your parents, your siblings, your spouse, work, all the things there, maybe like national level problems, social issues, war, global warming, the environment, all of the things that you would concern yourself with, they all go in this big circle. But here's the thing. Many of these things we actually have little to no control over, yet they take up so much time, energy, and space in our brains. Um, And especially when it comes to the actions of other people, what other people are doing, what other people have done, um, what other people said they are doing or when they let us down. We can truly only control ourselves, yet I find myself especially having this very reactive idea on what other people are doing. So now I want you to imagine inside of that bigger circle of concern, inside of it, I want you to imagine drawing a smaller circle, okay? This is the one that I want you to call your circle of influence. And in this circle of influence goes the things that we can actually do something about. When you are proactive and focusing your efforts 
on your circle of influence and what you can actually do something about. A lot of times that is you and your responsibilities, the thing that you actually put your hand to. If you are the main purchaser of things in your house, if you're being a conscious consumer, this kind of focus on what you can actually do something about in your circle of influence can create momentum. When you block out that loud noise of all those other things, um, and naturally with time, this circle will grow and build on itself. And so when we're actually focusing on things that, yes, I can actually do something about this. I can move the needle forward in this. This is something that I can change, especially it has to do with yourself. This kind of uh, proactive focus is going to be surrounded in really positive energy. And we know that things that are positive naturally expand and build upon themselves for a force of change and a force of good. So the opposite of this is a reactive focus is when you're going to be focusing on that big circle of concern, all of those things. And a lot of times they include the weakness of other people, things that we cannot control, blaming, accusing, victimization language. Um, They are going to naturally wrangle up your focus And when you're so focused on these things, you're probably going to neglect the things that you actually have influence over. I mean, we can all imagine those keyboard warriors that are on social media nowadays, right? So this reactive kind of focus is a negative energy. And this is going to shrink your sphere of influence where you actually can do something. This negative energy is really going to overshadow the things that you can actually control. What does this actually mean for me? I can work on myself. I can use my circle of influence, even if it's really small, I can actually focus on the things that I can change, be that proactive person, and naturally that positive energy will expand and grow. And my circle of influence will expand and grow. When I'm keeping my commitments and promises, when I'm watching the language that I'm using, when I'm focusing my time on the right things, Choosing my response will affect my circumstance. I can change from the inside out. So instead of thinking things like, here's an example. If I could have more time to myself, I can think I can be more diligent with the time that I have. I I also could think, oh, if I would have taken that in school or done that degree or, or, you know, signed up for that course. Instead, I can change to proactive thinking and say, I can be more creative. If I could have a partner that, you know, did the things that I want them to do, well, you could say, instead, I will be the partner that is generous, patient, kind, and moving the family forward. You know, this all starts with us. Where is that focus on your circle of concern and how can you move it towards your actual circle of influence? And I'm telling you, really, it really, the buck stops with ourselves. So, you know, I thought about this a lot and, you know, to be quite honest, I have been pretty reactive lately, probably not my most finest moment in some areas of my life. And so as I was really preparing and thinking about this topic, you know, some things kind of come up, past mistakes, regrets, other things in our life. But really, if I'm looking back on things that I wish that I could change, that is in that circle of concern. It's things that I cannot go back. I can't go back in time. I can't go back and change the other bad decisions that other people made. That is out of my control. I can only change 
what I'm doing, how I respond, how I act, how I show up, that is the circle of influence. And that is how I can be consistently proactive in my own life. So what about you? What is an area that you feel like you are struggling with being very reactive and things feel out of your control? Versus what is an area that you feel like you are doing great at at being proactive? And how can you add another area to that circle of influence and really continue to be more proactive in your language and your communication and the way that you show up for yourself and in the way that you show up in your everyday life? You know, we want to be, I hope that, I hope that you want to be, I know I want to be someone that my reputation precedes me for really improving the lives of people around me and really adding value wherever I go. And I think that that truly is the definition of a proactive person. They're just constantly adding value. I hope that you got something out of that little talk about being proactive versus reactive. I hope it was helpful. And hey, if you like the show, tell someone about it. That's all I have for today, my friend. Stay strong. Be kind. Bye-bye.